Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. This is episode 79 of my little wrestling recap show, where once a week I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the recap, let you know what's going on storyline-wise, tell you if there's any really good matches you go out of your way and check out, or if you should just skip the show entirely. And in special episodes such as this one, when there's a big pay-per-view going on, I will do a full review of that in its own separate episode. So that is what we are doing today. I am reviewing AEW's all in Wembley, their biggest show to date, and breaking records was this show. Apparently, they're breaking some money records. They broke WWE's records. So this is a big, big thing for AEW, and I was just kind of thinking about it the other day, like like at the beginning of this when they did the first all-in or buy-in or whatever their first pay-per-view was, like to tell any of those guys like five, six years from now, you guys are going to be selling out at Wembley in front of 81,000 people and you're going to be breaking WWE money records. I don't think any of them would have ever thought this. And man, when this show got announced, I was blown away. I was like, wow, they're, we're already here. Uh, they're already capable of selling out uh, Wembley like, wow, in front of 80,000 people, and they did it, man, like, this, this is it, this is their big freaking show, I don't know if this is what they're going to be calling their Wrestlemania necessarily, but I think it's safe to say that this is their biggest show to date, so let's try and get into this thing, man, so we'll start off with a couple of the zero hour matches, because they were fairly important, because the first match on that was the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship match, Aussie Open defending against MJF and Adam Cole, who those two are going to be fighting each other in the main event of this show. So they're double duty this week, and I guess, uh, yeah. So we get into the match, MJF sets up and nails a double kangaroo kick on Aussie Open. The crowd absolutely freaking loses it. Cole comes in, they hit the double clothesline, pin, and new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Champions, it is MJF and Adam Cole, baby. I I was blown away. I did not think that these guys were going to be winning those tag team titles. Thought for sure that if they lost, that would have set some planted some sort of seed for something to go down later on in the night. But no, they actually won them. And yeah, they didn't go full gear in this match, understandably, because they're, they're going to have a match later on tonight. They definitely went for a little bit more comedy in this one. The kangaroo kick, the, the double clothesline, it was definitely a fun opening match. And I would call this an opening match because Wembley was filled up by time Zero Hour started off. Like, it was full in there. So this is basically the full the main card, basically, in my opinion. Um, but I thought it was a fun, really good, enjoyable match. 7 out of 10. We move on. We have Mercedes Monet is shown in the crowd, also known as Sasha Banks. So she's in the crowd, looking awesome. I got lots of eyebrow raising out of this one. Uh, are we going to see her come to AEW? Is she just passing by? Lots and lots and lots of question marks. I would love to see her in... AEW somewhere. Admittedly, she's my favorite female wrestler. She's amazing. I think she's the full entire package. She's elite in every aspect uh, that you can ask for in a wrestler. She's just amazing. And I, I really, really miss her. I would love to see her come back in a wrestling promotion that I watch on a weekly basis. That would be awesome. We move on. It is the FTW Championship match. Jack Perry defending against Hook. Perry arrives in a nice 
long black limo. Hook runs up the ramp and they start brawling. Hook suplexes Perry on top of the limo and then a fisherman suplex buster thing through the windshield. Good God almighty. We got some blood and we got a thumbs up right here. Jack going coast to coast, but it's a fake out. The crowd boos. That that made me giggle. I got a good laugh out of that. I'll give Hook, I'll, gi I'll give Jungle Boy or Jack Perry, whatever, a thumbs up for that. He made me laugh. Hook catches Perry in the red rum. He immediately taps out. And new two-time FTW champion, it is Hook. Good, fast-paced brawl. They were not shy with that limo, man. I think they got everything they could out of that limo. Aside from, like, maybe ripping a door off and hitting someone with it. But, yeah, pretty good job with that limo. Nice suplexes in this match from Hook. Yeah, I liked it. Seven and a half at then. And allegedly there was some shenanigans going on after this match behind the curtains with CM Punk and Jack Perry. I can't tell if it's a work or a shoot. It's starting to sound more like it's a work because like if CM Punk legitimately got into another scrap with, with, wrestl with wrestlers again, like dude, what the fuck? Like uh, I would have been really pissed. I'm going to lean on the side that this is a work. I think they're going to move into some sort of program. It just doesn't add up. All right, I think I missed something on the pre-show, I, th I think, but I, I don't have anything else. So we're moving on to the main card of this show, and they're starting off with a real world championship match, CM Punk defending against Samoa Joe. So that's why a lot of people were saying there was a scuffle, because Punk was already back there waiting to go on for his first match, and maybe there were some words exchanged, but whatever. I'm not going to go into it too much more. So we got CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. Punk goes to the outside, hits a dive on Joe, but Joe with the classic walk-off. Punk just hits the ground. I fucking love that so much, dude. It makes me giggle every time. Thumbs up. Joe catches Punk mid-air, slams him through the side of the announce table. Ouch. Punk emerges a bloody mess. CM Punk with the Cena and Hulk Hogan impressions. He got the Cena... Shoulder blocks and the freaking, oh man, and then the Hogan leg drop. I don't understand it, man. I just don't understand why he's doing this. Does Hulk Hogan know that he's stealing his gimmick, brother? Anyway, it's freaking Samoa Joe that ends up hulking up instead. God, I love that. Punk going way back in the arsenal. He goes to the top, hitting a Pepsi plunge on Samoa Joe. Pins and defeats Samoa Joe. Oh, wow. I had a big old smile on my face watching this match. I mean, awesome callbacks, the classic offense, Joe with the walk-off. I mean, yes. It was a, a surprisingly fun, funny match, at least for me. I don't know if everyone would have gotten the, the, the little nuances in this match, but watch CM Punk hit a Pepsi plunge. That was fucking wicked. If you don't know what a Pepsi plunge is, it's basically a pedigreed off the top rope. Like, it's pretty intense, pretty cool move. Yeah, I like this opening match. It was good. 7.5 out of 10. Crowd was loving it. Yeah. We move on. Bullet Club Gold, Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Takeshka with the Ass Boys versus the Golden Elite, Kenny Omega, Abushi, and Hangman Adam Page. Abushi and Takeshka have a stare-off. Shida just clocks Abushi with a forearm. I, I <laughs> That just made me laugh. Kenny and Abushi each hitting moonsaults to the outside. Omega and Hangman hitting awesome tandem moves together. Hangman with a wicked top rope last call. Ouch, how you doing? Hangman hits a blindside buckshot 
Omega hitting the V triggers. Takeshka sneakily rolls up Kenny, grabs the tights, and steals the win. Whoa. I mean, admittedly, that finish was flat as hell. And the beginning was a little bit of a mess, like people just all over the place trying to figure it out. Once it calmed down and they kind of got their footing, it, it got a lot better. Um, good strong style uh, tag match. I was really loving the Kenny Omega and Takeshka stuff. All, all, honestly, I wish that was the match instead of it being a six-man tag. I wish it was just Kenny Omega versus Takeshka 1v1. I thought that that would have been money. Other than that, this one was fine. I'd give it like a six and a half out of ten. We move on to the AEW Tag Team Championships match. It is FTR defending against the Young Bucks. Another entry into their classic rivalry. rivalry. Let's see how they do. Nick with a nice corkscrew over the ropes. Looks like he whacked his nuts off of Dax's head on the impact there, but I think he's okay. FTR lock in dual sharpshooters with Cash doing his on the apron somehow. Just very impressive. Nick kicks off Cash. He goes crashing into the steps that look rather painful. FTR hitting their own BTE triggers. Crowd very disapproving of this. Nail a shatter machine, but Matt is able to kick out of that. That's your first uh, alarming kickout. Cash hits a springboard 450 but misses. Bucks with a BTE. Shatter Machine, another BTE. And Dash kicks out of that one. There's your second out-of-control kickout. Bucks go for the Meltzer Driver. It's countered into a devastating Shatter Machine. And I mean, that thing was fucking brutal looking. He got really high angle on that one. Really looked like he smashed his face into his knees. And that is it. FTR pin and retain. And another classic entry into this legendary rivalry. Bucks versus FTR, man. My goodness. Outrageous near falls. I mean, love him or hate him. Me... I'm fine with them. It's just at the point now, I just, they're predictable. I know when they're going to kick out of that, but uh, I still enjoyed the move stealing. I, I always love when people steal each other's finishers. Hard hitting, of course, like Dax just fucking beating the shit out of people. Elite high flying in this match from the Young Bucks and tag team wrestling on point. Eight and a half out of ten. If this was my first time watching an FTR Bucks match, it'd probably be like a nine and a half, ten. But since I've seen these guys fight so many times, it's still an eight and a half. It's still great. We move on to the Stadium Stampede match: Blackpool Combat Club, Santana and Ortiz versus Eddie Kingston, best friends, Orange Cassidy and Penta. Why not throw Penta in there? We got. Oh, this is this is going to be a minute. We got Eddie Kingston right out of the gate. He bolts down the ramp. He ain't waiting for shit. He begins the brawl. I love that. Just <laughs> Eddie's just pushing everyone out of the way. Get him away. I got to beat some bitches up. Penta whooping Ortiz and Santana in the ring all by himself until an already bloody Moxley brings in skewers. Fucking like bamboo skewer things or whatever. It backfires. Penta smacks the skewers into Moxley's skull, making him a human porcupine. And the image of those fucking skewers sticking out of his head like that, it made him look like he had a, a fucking mohawk. Shocking and amazing. Thumbs up. Claudio and Eddie have made their way to the upper levels of Wembley Stadium. They're still brawling it out. Penta taken out of the match by doctors. He appears to be hurt. Mox now equipped with forks. He starts stabbing the bejesus out of Orange Cassidy, delivers a horrific brainbuster onto a chair, like, holy shit, thumbs up. 
Kingston beating up Yuta with someone's umbrella. Like, oh yeah, baby. They're they're doing it all. Trent Beretta, an absolute bloody mess in the ring, taking na- nasty ladder bumps and slammed onto a barbed wire board. Oh my god, thumbs up. Crowd getting uncomfortable with all the viciousness at this point. Things are starting to get a little quiet, starting to get a little uneasy. I especially, like, they zoom in on Orange Cassidy, who is a bloody mess. Just getting mutilated with cutlery. That's where the crowd was starting to draw their line. They're like, whoa, man, this is, this is getting rough. And then, a white van makes its way to the stage. It's Sue, best friend's mom. She is here with a new minivan. She revives everybody with baking sheets filled with cookies. Penta returns in a brand new red outfit, which I guess means he's evil now. All right. After struggling with a broken ladder, Penta sunset powerbombs Santana through a pile of tables. Good God almighty. Thumbs up. Chucky T, he gets slammed onto a pile of Legos. Yes, Legos. Ortiz and Trent take a scary superplex through a pile of tables. Oh my god. Thumbs up. Orange brings broken glass into the equation. Just what are you thinking, dude? Not a good idea. Kingston finds his way back to the ring somehow. He goes to town, blasts Moxley through a barbed wire board. Orange hits Claudio with a glass-covered orange punch. Pins and ends this madness. Wow. Oh my word, Jesus, holy jumping, what a train wreck. My mouth, dude, was like agape through most of this. I was fucking stunned. This was so violent. Blood everywhere, weapons everywhere, too many high spots to count. I was laughing, they got fucking umbrellas in there. I loved this match. This was so freaking awesome. I loved it. I was, I think by far, this is the best sta- stadium stampede they've done. I thought they they did a really good job with the picture in picture, trying their best to get all the action in there. I know it was a mess and things were messed up at times, but I fucking love this, man. This was so, they, they got everything in there except for like something on fire, barbed wire, Legos, fucking cutlery like it's insane like and they made 80,000 people feel uncomfortable with their level of violence this was like ECW maxed out this was amazing nine and a half out of ten I love this we move on to the AEW women's championship match fatal four-way Hikaru Shida defending against Soraya Tony Storm and Britt Baker Soraya comes out to Queens, we will rock you, that is awesome, so Soraya is from the UK, so this is a hometown moment for her, this is a big moment for her, and I love the fact that she comes out to we will rock you, gets the crowd going, I mean, if you haven't seen Queens live aid performance in Wembley in like 86, probably the greatest live performance of any form of entertainment of all time, check that out. We get into the match. Tony hits a brutal hip attack on Britt. Soraya and Tony start to argue over who is going to pin her, so they're already starting to fall apart early. Soraya throws Sheeta off of the top, takes a gnarly slam on the apron. Ouch. Tony and Soraya, they start fighting with each other now. Ruby comes down, but she just gets sent back to like, no, get the hell out of here. Thank you for that. Soraya locks Tony into a stretch muffler, and then one of the most brutal spots I've seen in a minute. Britt stomps a defenseless Tony's head into the mat. Got a near fall right there. Like, Tony, she had her hands behind her back, like, oh, brutal. Thumbs up for that. 
Britt trying to apply the lockjaw on Sheeta, but she won't get her. She won't let her put her fingers in her mouth. Tony runs in with the belt. Soraya sprays Tony in the face, hits the nightcap, pins, and no AEW Women's Champion. It's Soraya. Oh man. Oh man. That is such a beautiful moment, man, for Soraya. Like, congratulations. Well-deserved for her. I mean, if you're, if you're not aware, Soraya was uh, forced to retire from wrestling way before, you know, she would have liked to. She was essentially uh, one of the main points, one of the main reasons why this women's revolution got under its way. And she, was, she wasn't able to be there necessarily to reap the benefits of that. She was injured. She wasn't able to wrestle. And she kind of had to sit back and watch the revolution that she kind of started kind of go on without her. And now that she's back, she picks up the championship win in Wembley. Like, what a fucking moment for her. That is so, so awesome. I mean, I'm so happy they pulled the trigger. It may have been predictable. It may not be uh, what everybody wants, um, wanted to be the champion coming out of this match. But a beautiful moment nonetheless. And I thought it was a great match as well. Really enjoyed how they did the Tony and Soraya fallout. I thought that was good. It was hard hitting. I thought it was good fast pace from start to finish. Like right out of the gate, they were going. And it just didn't stop until the end. The finish was pretty good, man. I didn't hate it with the with the spray. It was, yeah, it was chaotic. It was a fatal four-way. They didn't really use weapons too much or anything like that. But I enjoyed this match. Eight out of ten. We move on now to the coffin match. Oh boy, Swerve, Strickland, and Christian Cage versus Sting and Darby Allen. Swerve comes out to, well, hold on. Well, yeah, okay, so Swerve comes out to a horrible live performance of his own crappy song. It was one of the worst performances I've ever seen in my life. We got a cool little video of, like, Darby and Sting being, like, Jack the Ripper. Pretty interesting video. And then they come out to Metallica's Seek and Destroy. Much, much better than Swerve's entrance. Darby has his hands tied behind his back. It doesn't stop him from hitting a lovely no-hands dive to the outside. Sting telling Father Time to suck it. He puts Swerve through a table. Goodness gracious, Sting. Thumbs up. Sting and Darby trying to put Christian in the coffin, but he's sticking his leg out. He, he just won't get put in there. Luchasaurus runs down for the save. Nick Wayne smacks the big dino with a skateboard. And you done fucked up, Nick Wayne. Luchasaurus, unfazed by that, chokeslams Wayne onto the skateboard and takes Wayne away to the back to do what... I don't know what he did to that poor young man back there, but it probably wasn't good. Darby goes for a coffin drop onto the coffin. Swerve moves, and Darby takes a horrific bump onto the coffin. All back, just... Oh my god, I can't believe his pelvis didn't, like, explode out of his body. Just fucking gross. Swerve misses a 450 splash on Sting. He goes splat onto the coffin, nowhere near as hard as Darby did, though. Sting hits a Stinger death drop onto the coffin. Swerve hanging out of the coffin a little bit. Darby squashes him with a coffin drop, just squishing him in between. Oh, just ow. Oh, my God. Thumbs up for that. Sting closes the coffin and wins the match. Oh, my goodness, dude. Sting going over the top for his age, man. I love it. I appreciate it. But God, does it ever scare the hell out of me. You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I liked how they were avoiding uh, having the coffin closed on them. They're using everything they could. They're sticking their hands out, sticking their legs out. They had a baseball bat at one point. They're like, no, I don't want this. I don't want to go. I want to I go. It was good. 
Brutal bumps, of course, especially from Darby. Good God almighty. Sting with the tables. I mean, yes, 7.5 out of 10. Really, really good match. We move on. It is Chris Jericho versus Will Ospreay with Don Gallus. Jericho performs Judas. I mean, awesome with his own band. Like, I don't think that happens very often where a, a wrestler can perform his own entrance song. I think it's like Chris and whoever raps their own stuff. But yeah, Chris Jericho, badass performance. Thumbs up. Osprey hits a beautiful corkscrew to the outside. Jericho catching a knee to the head on that one by the look of it. Osprey takes a rough German suplex onto the apron. Chris with a backstabber. Codebreaker combo near fall right there. Jericho, beautiful counter into the walls of Jericho. Don distracts the referee, allowing Sammy to bash Osprey's head in. Stormbreaker, but it is not enough to put Jericho away. Osprey lines up Chris for the kill shot. Chris flips him off, eats another Stormbreaker. Osprey pins and wins. Whew. Very, really, really aggressive performance from Osprey. High flying. He was fast as fuck. He's so fast. Stiff and a really good match overall. Chris Jericho hanging in there, doing a really good job himself. Still got the nice counters, good flow. Sammy tries to comfort Chris Jericho after, but he says, Nana! Pushes Sammy Guevara away and tells him to leave him alone. So, yeah. I thought Guevara was, like, not with him anymore, but he was out there for this match. So, yeah, it is what it is. We move on is the AEW Trios Championships House of Black with Julia Hart defending against the acclaimed and Daddy Ass. They announced that this ha- this match is now a no-holds-barred match, so no rules. Julia Hart distracting Daddy Ass. He tells her to suck it, and then the acclaimed give her a scissor-me-timbers. The crowd goes banana. Brody accidentally hits Malachi with a chain. Oopsie-daisy. Three Famousers on Buddy pins, but Julia pulls the referee out. Spinning back kick to Daddy. He kicks out of that. I think that's the first time anyone's kicked out of that spinning back kick from Malachi. The arrival. Mic drop on Brody. He powers out at one. Holy shit. They do it again. Famouser. Another arrival mic drop combo. Pins and no. Trios tag team champions. It is the acclaimed and Daddy Ass. Just a nice feel-good moment right here for Daddy Ass. I'm not sure if House of Black and the Acclaim necessarily mesh the best together. Like, House of Black, they're so, like, intense and, and grimy and dirty. And the Acclaim, they're so funny and, and just... I don't know if the mixture, like, the two gimmicks really mesh the, the best uh, in a program. But they the wrestling was fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I give it a 6 out of 10. We move on now to the main event... AEW Championship on the line, MJF defending against his bestest best friend, Adam Cole. Crowd getting behind MJF in this match, very interesting. So Cole starts to heal it up. He rips off Max's best friend's t-shirt. Oh my goodness, you're an animal, Cole. And then Adam Cole hits MJF with a brain buster onto the steel steps. Good God almighty. Thumbs up for that. MJF goes completely limp on the floor after that. He barely makes it back into the ring, just beating the 10 count. That was good. MJF goes to Tombstone Cole through a table, but Max won't do it. He just he just won't do it. But Cole has no problem doing it. He does it to Max. Tombstone's him onto the table. That made me laugh. 
Cole and Max collapse onto each other. The referee counts the pin, and it's a draw? What the fuck? Crowd is upset. We're all upset. But Cole says, nah, nah, we're going five more minutes. MJF saying, nah, nah, we're going until this match is fucking over. Oh, yeah. So the ref starts the match back up, and then the referee is knocked out. Cole and MJF battle over who's going to do the Eddie Guerrero spot. They're tossing the chair back and forth to each other like a hot potato. Love that spot right there. Cole hits a Panama Sunrise onto the outside, drags a lifeless Max back in, but Max is able to kick out. Cole goes for another, but hits the referee, Brinsberg, instead. I love it. I hate Brinsberg so much. He's the worst referee to ever referee a referee match, but I love that. MGF won't use his diamond ring. Roddy Strong appears, kicks Max right in the dick. Cole with another sunrise, lowers the boom. Ref with the slowest count of all time. Max kicks out. Cole yelling at Roddy to get out of here. Max rolls up Cole, pins, and retains the AEW World Championship. Uh, I feel like I'm not alone on this one. Not my favorite finish uh, to this match. Definitely pretty flat, a little bit just kind of out of nowhere. They not Not the best, but... Overall, I still thought the match was quite awesome. Uh, funny start, easing into this match, and then Cole turning heel throughout. That was a nice touch. Really nice uh, near falls in this one. I enjoyed those. The big spots I thought were pretty good. The tombstone on the table, the brain buster on the steel steps. That was nice. And of course, the crowd was on absolute fire throughout this match. I liked it. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Cole is very, very sad after the match that he lost. MJF tries to make him feel better, brings in the tag team championships that they won earlier, and Cole ain't having. He throws them to the side, and Max just flips out. He tells Cole just to take the championship. He turns his back to Cole, you know, offering up his back to just stab him right in the back if you want to take the championship. Cole considers it, but... He hugs his bro Max instead. They have a nice big celebration as Roddy and the Kingdom watch on in anger. And that is the end of the show. So I know people aren't uh, extremely happy with the ending of that match, but I'm like my wife and I, we talked all about it. Like I, I really had no idea what direction they were going to go. And that just kind of means that they did a really good job with the storyline because you just don't know where it's going to go next. I was going to be happy if... If MJF turned on Cole, if Cole turned on MJF, and I would have been happy if they just remained best friends, because I think they have gold right here, and those two being best friends, there's no re- it's it's only been, they've only been doing it for like a month or so, like there's no reason to kill it off already, let it run another month or two, and then we'll do the big blow off at some other point. We all know it's coming, but I think what's making it pretty intriguing, at least to me right now, is that they continue to let it roll on a little bit longer, a little bit longer, and just, at least for me, when I'm a WWE guy, I watch lots of WWE, obviously, they pull that trigger as fast as possible, damn near every single time, and it's just like, oh, if you could just wait a little bit longer sometimes, you can get such a better payoff, but they just love to bam, 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 as quick as possible, get it done, get it done, and uh, we'll see how it goes, I mean, they could they could break up again, but uh, right now, they they're playing off the oh they they're oh they're close but they just continue to be best friends so I'm liking that they're probably gonna move into something with MJF and Cole going up against Roddy and the Kingdom something like that I don't know how into that I'm going to be but we'll see once it gets going and stuff like that so 
That being said, the show is over. What did I think of the show overall? Well, it was a loaded freaking card, man. So, so much wrestling. Absolutely zero breathing room in this one. I was trying at some point just to like rock a quick fucking five, ten minute shower in between one of the matches. And I just wasn't capable of, of getting it done. They were just, matches over, here comes the next match. There was just no fucking fluff in the middle, barely. Like no, nothing like WWE. You can fucking go make a snack, take a shit. Go to, go to bed, take a nap, or anything in between matches on their pay-per-view shows. But, yeah. Going into this one, I looked at the match card. There's like 14 or 15 matches on there. There's just no room for fucking around, man. They got to get everybody in there. So, that was very prevalent. Uh, sometimes it can definitely get a little bit exhausting. There's just so much wrestling. It's just like another one, another one, another one. And, like, they... they I mean, the acclaimed... Uh, House of Black match, I guess maybe would be considered the the get up match of the card where it's like, but I don't really think there was any matches that necessarily were of that get up uh, variety where it's just like, oh, okay, it's this match. I'm going to go take a dump or get a sandwich or something like that. But I thought all the matches were quality. Uh, I The lowest rated one that I had was the acclaimed, but I still thought it was really solid. Highest I had was nine and a half out of 10 for the stampede. But that one's just, that's just so much more my style. I love those chaotic, crazy, bloody, violent matches. That's just what I like, baby. I didn't think there was any duds on this card. I thought all the matches were fine to fantastic. Crowd was out of control. Though I think they, they didn't go to, like, the production levels of WWE in terms of, like, crazy lighting and fireworks and shit like that. They had some fireworks, and they had the Young Buck streamers that went off and absolutely backfired on them. They shot the streamers up in the sky, and then they all got caught in, like, the fucking shit all above. So there's, like, these streamers kind of hanging down above the ring. It was kind of really, really fucking annoying at some point. You're like, oh, what is that? Just fucking dangling there. So ridiculous. But all said and done, man, I, I can only imagine how difficult it is to put on a show of this scale. But I thought they banged it out of the park, man. Now, it wasn't, like... The high, like the greatest, highest production value of a WrestleMania. But again, this is their first one. I thought they did a really good job. Not not perfect, but I still thought it was a really good, well-done show. I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. I had a great time with this show. I thought it lived up to all the hype. And yeah, man, I'm just very excited for AEW as a company. I just... I want the competition back, man. I miss it when WCW was going up against... WWF and there was competition competition breeds just amazing content so when WWE didn't have anybody you know to compete with them they just kind of got stuck in their own ways They're like oh well well no one there's no other wrestling companies to go to so if AEW can be a serious serious competitor for them which I think they're getting there man they're definitely really really close definitely the best competition they've had in my lifetime I would say since WCW is gone um yeah, man, it's going to be fun. I hope uh, we continue this, and let, maybe this will be... Uh, well, they already announced that they're going to be coming back next year. So, yeah, it looks like this is going to be a yearly situation where AEW goes to Wembley. That is going to be spectacular. Love when they go to just not the normal places. I love when they go to Europe. I love when they go to Canada. I love when they go to places that aren't only the United States. So, yeah, that is what I think of the show. Let me know what you thought of the show. I... 
I didn't get my predictions all together. I don't think I did very good, uh, but yeah, I didn't get them all done. But let me know how you did on predictions. Let me know what you thought of the show. What was your favorite match? What was your least favorite match? And what do you think of the finale? What do you think is going to happen with MJF and Adam Cole? Did you like that finish? Are you good with them still being buddy-buddy? Or did you want someone to go turn? turn on the other one and then go down that road but that is it everybody thank you so much for listening hope you enjoyed that Wembley show as much as I did I had a had a really good time watching that one it was a lot of fun and I can't wait for Wembley next year so thank you again so much for listening we will be back again with some more GX Plus Cast.